following podcast contains beer, banter, and absolutely no legal advice from four family lawyers speaking in a personal capacity. Any views expressed are our own and not those of our employers or chambers. Any legal commentary is for your amusement only. Always seek specialist legal advice. Welcome to the Without Prejudice podcast. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Without Prejudice podcast. If you're looking for legal advice, this probably isn't the pod for you, as over the next 30 minutes or so, we will hopefully be having some laughs and a light-hearted discussion about life in and out of practice. It's my turn to do the introductions this week. My name is Darren Hark and I'm a family solicitor at Weisslingham K in London. As ever, I'm joined by our team of misfits, which consists of Sean Hilton, family solicitor at Stevens and Bolton in Surrey, Dan Chalmers, family solicitor at Clinton's in London, and finally, our little barrister, Mike Samuels, barrister at the 36 Group, also in London. Good evening, gents. How have we been? Evening, Mark. Darren, how are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. I like good, how uh, we, we, Mark's still not shaking the little barrister title. We're sticking with it. I'm not going to fan that flame by even responding anymore. It will fade away. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Mark. If the tiny shoe fits, then yeah. <laughs> but that's half the problem. It really doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there's a few things to talk about. First of all, we're recording this, guys, on what I think, I don't know if you guys know, is the last NHS clap night. That is correct, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's going to be the last one. I think they decided they were going to get to 10 and have a, a big a big bang, as it were. I saw a few interviews on telly this morning saying that they people are saying they're going to continue to do it. And I guess if streets or communities want to do it, they're going to. But yeah, apparently tonight's going to be the last one. The last official one, yeah. They don't want it to peter out, do they? Yeah, it'd be good. It's, um, are you guys all doing it? I know that my street is definitely one where your absence is noted. It's, you know, just a, a road with left and right. And, you know, if you're not there, it's, it's seen. I've... I, I've only missed one, actually. So this will be my ninth and final clap. We definitely get the looks down our street as well. You know, people looking across at each other being, oh, number 12 isn't out, you know. What if they're okay? <laughs> well, sick is she? Oh, I bet she is. It'd <laughs> 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 be more grateful to the NHS. It's always uh, number yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah, I've got like a sort of dead end, dead end road. So, you know, no through traffic. Really old sort of terrace houses. So everyone's quite close together. And yeah, when you come out of your front door, you are less than two meters from your neighbors left and right, effectively. But yeah, everyone comes out and does the clap. Have you guys got to know your neighbors better through this? I've got to know some of my neighbors a bit better. But I, I mean, as you guys know, I don't really live in a, it's not a residential area. So I don't have a huge amount of neighbors. Those that I have met recently, I've met by sitting out in the, um, there's like a communal garden space that's attached to my building, which I've never really used or haven't used in a very, very long time. But given that we're all working from home and the terrific weather, I've been taking out this reclining chair with my papers. <laughs> and so in the morning, just going down there with a cup of coffee. And yeah, it's, it's been nice, like saying hello to people that, you know, you wouldn't ordinarily meet or perhaps speak to. It, ha- it has been quite good for community, but like going back to the, the clapping thing like on my street, because it isn't a residential part of town, there just hasn't been any of the clapping, which is, you know, it's pretty sad. Yeah, I- I'm still convinced, Mark. You know, people can't see what we see because we're obviously doing this over Zoom. But you, where, where we're looking in your room, that looks like chambers to me. It's <laughs> like a really nice, open, spacious, with a nice corridor there. But the kitchen goes down to the right and there's another room just down to the left. You'd never think the Babe Station studio would be that classy. <laughs> 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 
It's so posh. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very so conservative posh. background for that the Babe Station set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, every this week is, I think this. No, but also oh. this, so I'm, I'm recording this from my study at home, but bear in mind that I work from home most of the week and have done for years. So this is like a properly established workspace for me. So lockdown yeah. in that respect didn't really change very much. The working from home thing's not really new for you, is it? No, but I am missing chambers, definitely. Even if it's just going in to go and terrorise the clerks every now and then. But also seeing you guys, I associate going into chambers with, you know, a con or speaking to the clerks or some other people in some of the other members. But then going and hanging out with you guys at our secret conference room four, a.k.a. the old Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Great conference room. Boris Johnson's announcement this morning. Pubs potentially opening before the beginning of July. You know, hallelujah. I, hallelujah. I'm not sure how social distancing drinking will will work. I mean, yeah, how's it going to work? You know, I think I missed this announcement. I've seen the announcement about parties of six being able to meet outside. Didn't see anything about pubs? <laughs> it was it was early this morning. Yeah, First yeah. I saw third of July. Exciting. Maybe they're going to like staple beer mats together, so to so make like a kind of two meter radius. There's like a hat that you would have to wear <laughs> you know, in the bar with a, a hat made of beer mats that ensures you're two metres apart from people. A huge I mean, beer mat made sombrero. That's, um, yeah. It sounds like my next <laughs> fancy dress outfit, to be fair. Sounds excellent. But how, uh, you know, in the summer, pubs are overflowing at the best of times. I, mean, I think a lot of pubs now are doing sort of takeaway beers and stuff, aren't they? And I think with the weather being this nice, well, people aren't that keen to be cooped up inside a pub. So mm. maybe they'll try and use beer gardens a bit more and that might take a bit of regulation in terms of making sure that people don't you know, fight to get into the beer garden of their local weather spoons for £1.50 a pint. Or, you know, but most people will probably get drinks and sit out a bit more if they can, see people in groups. Um, I think you'll see, you know, Clapham Common will be rammed with the usual suspects trying to get a tan, you know, wedged in half a yeah. metre from each other. Yeah, Dan um, Chalmers. Dan Chalmers. Yeah, posing. <laughs> I need a tan. Dan Chalmers. <laughs> pose, posing before closing. That's what he's all about, isn't it? This is, Massaging uh, oh, SPF 50 into his head. It, well, it has to be. I, um, I, I got a bit sunburned this week, actually, but on the golf course. So I now develop a very, very strong golfer's tan. The, the classic British t-shirt tan, yeah, that can't be avoided when you're out in, uh, in the sunshine. So yeah, I'm about to develop that. Vegas. So I'm going to go very brown on, on the face and the head and the arms, and that's about it. <laughs> Need to get out in the garden and get some sun, I think. Could be worse, hey, Dan. Could be worse. Could be worse. Well, I, um, I read something funny earlier that was uh, you know, about golf. So, you know, I love my golf and I'm out playing. But uh, we can't really avoid talking about since our last topic, what, uh, since our last podcast, was the Dominic Cummings incident. So <laughs> I read something that's now the, the, the Dominic Cummings, if you could, you know, the Dominic Cummings is now a golf term, right? And it is, it's a really long drive that goes way out of bounds, but there's no penalty. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. I love that. Oh, you, I you love know, you whack, whack a drive and it goes, oh, that's a Dominic Cummings. I just thought, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love those golfing turns. <laughs> what are the other ones, Dan? You get, um, I often refer to a Sally Gunnell, as in like, she's a runner, as in Classic, a low yeah, shot that kind of bounces and skids. There's a lot of uh, golfing terms for awful shots that are very, very funny. But uh, yeah, I, I quite like that one, the Dominic Cummings, particularly the way my golf's going at the moment. I think I can use that this weekend. So what do we think about it then, guys? I mean, you know, without getting too overly political and alienating people, what's the gut reaction to it? 
Well, he was wrong. He's going to be he? brave. He was, he was wrong, he, but he was wrong. Yeah, but I suppose what's really rubbed everybody up, and we'll come on to jokes in a moment, is just the stubbornly unapologetic yeah. explanation that he keeps giving. I'm, I'm with you, Darren. I think it's you know I haven't taken as big offence as a lot of people have, or yeah, I, I completely understand you. The people that have genuinely adhered to rules, and I think that there's a couple of things. One is that there's just no sense that there's ever going to be an apology, or just sort of said, look, actually, I think I might have broke the rules a bit there, but. My circumstances were A, B, and C, and therefore I had to, you know, I went and did this. If you'd have come out and said that straight away, I think the thing would have been, all right, you're an idiot, but at least he's come out and acknowledged it. Yeah, and then would've... Boris comes out and says, look, actually, he's one of my best, and I'm not getting rid of him. So you can shout all you like, I'm not getting rid of him. You know, yeah. He's good at his job. He made a mistake. But there hasn't been that, which is why I think every, all the politicians are calling for his resignation. But it's also, got... it's, yeah. it's, sorry, Dan, it's just the, the other thing is that by... What they're saying is that he's doing it because, oh, he's a really concerned parent. But that, by sort of definition, implies that the people who haven't done it are bad parents because they've stayed inside. And I think that is, you know, again, just sort of a, a bit of a, a sore spot for people to, and just a bit hard for people to take, really. And I, the thing for me, as Darren said, is just the lack of apology and the stubborn, we're not going to deviate from our... Yeah, Route one well, you, you just look annoying. at him and you think, Dominic, just put your shovel down. I mean, the whole Barnard Castle to test my eyesight. <laughs> you think, oh, it's brilliant though. Isn't <laughs> come on, like kind of. Yeah. Frankly, like I don't really care whether it was right or whether it was wrong. I think the main reason that it's frustrated me is because it's detracted from what I think are more important mm. considerations at the moment. You know, we should all yeah. be continuing to focus on kicking this coronavirus in the arse and getting back to normal as soon as we can. And we've detracted from that focus by going to and fro and to and fro on this issue. And, you know, he's a politician and he represents a viewpoint that speaks for the nation and he should be held to a higher standard. There are, of course, millions of people across the country at the moment who have also breached the rules in a similar fashion. Yeah. And they're not being hauled over coals, but mm. then they're not in the position that he's in, whether that's right or wrong, is open for discussion. But as I say, I think my main reaction to it immediately was whether he was right or whether he was wrong, this shouldn't be the focus right now. We can deal with this afterwards. If people want to call for his resignation in six weeks, eight weeks' time, they can do that. But right now, we've got bigger fish to fry. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that totally. There, there is one thought that I did have, which I suppose connects with practice, um, our practice, that is, the Twitter sphere has been completely consumed with the Dominic Cummings story. I mean, as the press has. One of the things that's occurred to me, possibly because most of my connections, and I know most of the people you guys follow are also people in the legal world, are there, there's a definite distinction between those lawyers who are prepared to put legal views out on social media, professional platforms, even platforms like LinkedIn, I've seen people have posted kind of political views. How do we feel about that? Is it always appropriate for a lawyer to post a political opinion on social media? I'm undecided as to how I feel about it. Can of worms. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a personal platform. Most people's profiles say that their, their views and don't speak for the firm they work for or the chambers they represent or whatever. If you choose to use that platform to put your opinion out there, I have a problem with people who make legal commentary on areas that aren't perhaps their specialism, especially where you're putting a comment out there in a public platform that could be picked up by others and therefore could be relied upon. 
but in terms of expressing a political opinion but wouldn't that platform for example be like twitter would be such a platform anyone can access that information it's not a private forum yeah i mean if i was a family lawyer and i started saying oh i think that there are for example criminal implications for dominic cummings actions there is a chance that a newspaper could pick up on that and say a lawyer has said that Dominic Cummings could face criminal action. I mean, well, many, many lawyers have said precisely that on Twitter. And, you know, I've sort of sat, sat back looking at this commentary and yeah. just, I find it very interesting. Avoid putting anything on that appears to be me making a kind of, any kind of authoritative statement about whether something is right or wrong. I'm happy to retweet other people's sort of articles. I don't retweet sort of any strongly politically worded posts in favour of or against a party or whatever. And I, I suppose in a way that's because although it's a personal view, I use it as a networking and marketing platform okay. and I'm potentially alienating potentially 50% of the people who follow me. So why would I, you know, and I know there are some people who have very strong political affiliations who don't mind that, you know, they'd rather be honest and give their own views and use Twitter as a platform to do that. And if that means they don't get a specific brief or a specific instruction, well, they didn't get it anyway, so how do they know? But for me, I just, you know, I try and keep it fairly benign um, because I don't see that having a professional profile in that capacity should give me the right to make personal comments, even though it's a personal platform. Does that make sense? Yeah. When you've only got four followers as well, Sean, you don't want to alienate two of them. Yeah, my dad and you. When you've only got us three and, you know, Mr. Smith, who you've never heard of or met as followers. Mr. Smith is really upset with your politics, Sean. (laughs) He's livid, mate. Absolutely Uh, livid. He's never sent me a case, has he? So he can't be that big. I'm, I'm much the same as Sean. I think that I avoid putting anything that I think is going to piss anyone off really on Twitter or social media. I, just, I don't see the point. I think the whole, our business is that we're, we're, we're trying to get work via that platform. If anything, we're, you know, we're not trying to turn it away. And I think to express your views on things that we specialize in is one thing, but to do it on other areas, I completely agree with Sean. I think I'd, I'd steer clear of that myself. It's just not really worth the risk. And it's, just always that thing now that anything you put out on any kind of platform or the internet does not go away ever you know such as recording this podcast such as this podcast you know it's going to be out there forever um and uh, we're, we're well aware of that so yeah there you go <laughs> career is over before it's begun yeah <laughs> there we are there you go well on that Darren, note, you've been on twitter <laughs> all of about you've been you've been on twitter all of well about yeah all i now, can't really express mate, too so. much of a view either way on this because i got peer pressured into getting twitter by you three so because it thought it'd be beneficial for the podcast but given i've the only people that follow me are you three um... <laughs> <laughs> you us three and the podcast page and the podcast no, i think i checked today i watched about 30 followers which um you know oh, but, mr uh, uh, followers I, I, high I'm, flyer well that's it you know it's been a couple of weeks i'm quite proud of that i don't know whether i'm taking the mic i don't think i've got a lot I don't even know how many followers I've got. I think we'll leave that there because I think I'm going to be embarrassed. Darren, are you enjoying it now that you're on there? Well, I don't really tweet. I'm probably because in the back of my mind, I've got the same things that you guys have discussed in terms of not wanting to piss off or alienate anybody or just being a bit wet. I'm not sure. Or not knowing how to use it because I'm so new. But um, yeah. What was your question, Sammy? Are you enjoying it? 
<laughs> Am I enjoying it? Well, shall we move on to the what are we drinking segment? <laughs> yeah, or what have we drunk? Maybe. Um, no, well, I answered your question, did I not? Like, kind of. Yeah, yeah you did just, answer it. I just said, are you enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite good for like news and stuff, Darren. You know, you get yeah, news yeah, on there all no, the time, and um, fo- uh, yeah, no, I'm you're a football people, man. But... It's great for football as well. Yeah, That's although true. there is none at the moment. So it's like kind of, it's been quite, it has been quite amusing to follow the, the last week. I mean, we mentioned Dominic Cummings and obviously it's just been ablaze with Dominic Cummings yeah. posts. Some quite amusing, some quite harsh. I made the mistake of following Piers Morgan and he just seems to have dominated my feed in that, yeah. no, I don't see anybody else. I just see him. And some of yeah. it's, well, there he's, we are. Yeah, he's a very Marmite character. I follow him because, you know, basically he, he, a lot of the stuff he puts out there is breaking news a lot of the time. Yeah, um, quite. So, uh, you know, he, he regardless whether you like him or not, I do follow him as well. Right, guys. Go on. We, thank you, Daniel. We, we're going to play a game today, are we not? We had a bit of fun the other week playing uh, I Have Never. Yeah. Um, There's been some shag <laughs> for, for another game. We were going to play a bit of a game. We, le- we learned a lot about each other, I think, that week. So we're going to treat our growing number of listeners. I don't think I'm ever going to get over that pointless story. I think it's my favourite story. I still can't believe you guys didn't know. It was, see, yeah. see, I was playing no, golf the other day, and I was talking to, uh, so telling them that we were doing this, and we said, oh, we had a, a really good episode the other night, and we were talking about all this sort of stuff. But I keep referring to the being cut from a Spice Girls video. That was just <laughs> uh, a yeah. good story. But I couldn't believe we all had something for the, the TV thing. There was all four good stories. No, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't. I remember I got, did, caught out, I got caught out of the newspaper. But that was just... Darren a- had the, my dad's in the paper. Cheers, <laughs> 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 Sean. <laughs> I think before before we introduce the game, we need to do my regular segment, which I think needs like a name and or theme tune at some point, where we all say what we're drinking this week, because you know I think it's a good good thing to cover off. Maybe that's um, your task for next week, Sean. We need yeah, we need, we I need a good name. Your segment. People send in suggestions if you're listening to this. If we if we still have any listeners of suggestions of what we could call this segement, where we talk about what we're drinking. Or suggestions of drinks, actually. Yeah, just as a drinks. And when we're back together and, you know, we are reunited in, in person, then I think we're probably more likely to sort of all drink the same thing, aren't we? So we could have a different drink each week for each, you know, for each pod. But for now, we are sharing this experience remotely and therefore we can't coordinate our drinks. So, Darren, what have you got this week? You've always got an interesting beer. I've reverted back to when I had an earlier pod this week. Um, I'm on a Brewdog beer. It's a clockwork tangerine, I believe it's called, which is, um, uh, yeah, I had one before. It's, it's, it's very nice. It's, it's going down okay. I reckon you're going to upman me with your drink. This week I have a Hazy Days Session IPA from the London Beer Factory, sold in all good Tesco outlets and I'm sure others. Yeah, it's a kind of uh, New England style Session IPA. Uh, and actually, uniquely, and I haven't seen this before, people might know what I'm talking about when I say this, it's got a 360-degree can opening. So rather than like a ring pull... What is that? Just, Hold yeah, that up. So rather than there being a ring pull, as you would expect for a can with just a small opening, you pull the whole top. The whole top of can. That looks it means great. You can, yeah. So effectively, if, you're, if people are imagine this, you can drink from all the way around the can because the whole top comes off the can. And I think the design feature is supposed to be that it gets more air to the beer. And so you smell it more when you're drinking it. And that gives you a better experience of drinking the beer than you normally would from beer from a can. 
So yeah, London Beer Factory. Round I've of never applause. Seen that. Freebie is always welcome. But yeah, good work with this 360 degree. It's good. I have on occasions when I've had these before found that you can end up pouring it down yourself. Um, I'm not sure if that's because of the can or because I'd had about 30 of them. But I imagine probably more the can. Uh, I'm blaming the can, is what I'm saying. Yeah, let's blame um, the can. Yeah, so that's my beer this week. It's a good one. Are you? Uh, how, how's the king of beers this week? Well, it's good, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about this, Sean, because I do have a different drink. So this is breaking news, right? This is Piers Morgan on Twitter type shit. <laughs> I was downstairs and Sinead has kindly gone to the shop and purchased some Budweiser's and some Guinness because... I'm a very boring individual and that's what I drink. But they're not cold and they do need to be cold. So uh, I went and, and made myself a little uh, oh, soda. A vodka soda. A vodka soda. I'm partial to a vodka soda. Very refreshing. What's that you've got floating on top of it? It looks like a heart-shaped piece of lime. Put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely bit of lime. Got some ice in there. Oh, oh, very nice. A bit strong. But very nice. So yeah, I've got that. So yeah, you've seen I've got the I've got a bud on the go. But uh, yeah, while while I'm waiting for my beers to chill, I thought I'd have myself a nice refreshing drink. And it's been boiling today, yeah, it so it's going down a tree. Yeah. Well, I had, exactly the, I had the same idea. So I'm drinking a gin I actually hadn't tried before, St Giles Gin. Don't know if you've encountered it. Apparently, it's from no. Norfolk, served over ice. Very nice. That's neat, I think. That whole thing is just gin, isn't so it? So that's again? just neat gin on that. <laughs> no, it's got ice in it. Um, no tonic. <laughs> Mark has three <laughs> quarters of a tumbler of gin, we should point out. That a we very, see very that small glass. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's quite a fruity gin. So it's got, I think, lemongrass and rose and something else in it. It's nice. It's really nice. Good stuff. Lovely. There you go. Shall well, we play I, a game? Yeah, I always yeah, find that a bit fun. Let's kick so, off. This week's game is Would You Rather, okay? It is We're continuing on our... When you guys first said this, I thought it was like a shag, marry, kill type game. It's no. not, is it? It's not. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll just make up some questions then. Although that could be, yeah. that, that could be a future. Maybe, a maybe future I'll poll. save one shag, marry, so kill right until the end. Yeah, that's the outtake. Yeah, that's, the out, yeah, that's an outtake. All right. So th this game isn't probably going to draw out many sort of individual stories, but it might induce some hilarious discussion. Um, one time. Shall I, I go in, first? Please do. I'm going to go first then. I'm going to go for one that's sort of got a work connotation. Would you rather let your boss look through all of your WhatsApp messages or your mum? Would you rather let your boss look through all your WhatsApp messages or let your mum look through all your WhatsApp messages? My boss. Boss. I don't have a boss, but I'd, I'd probably say boss. Let's say, oh, really? let's say your boss is head of chambers. Who's head of chambers now? We have three of them, but let's say Will Tyler QC. Will Tyler yeah, I, QC. I mean, I would let him look through my WhatsApps anyway. Yeah, you've got a good one there. I'd, I'd let Will look through Yeah, that doesn't WhatsApp. really count, yeah. does it? No, no Mark's, it Mark's got an easy option there. But my, uh, for me, 100% boss. No, no question. Yeah. No question. What are you yeah. hiding from your mum, Dan? It's not that I'm hiding anything from my mum which I'm not, but it's that my... She I, listens I just, to this pod, though, doesn't she? My, my boss... Uh, yeah, I'm sure she does. <laughs> my, uh, my boss <laughs> has a very... Uh, she's got a very similar sense of humour to me, and so we often have laughs in the office, and therefore I, I know that, yeah, it just wouldn't be... As, yeah, 
as a maybe we should have said then maybe we should have said your senior partner so the partner in charge of your firm or your mum because that kind of equates to mark's head of chambers still the same still the senior partner yeah yeah similar to what dan was just saying i have a good relationship man they're really good fun not that my mum isn't but um there's certain conversations and jokes that you can enjoy with friends colleagues peers regardless of uh, seniority which you just wouldn't have with your family sat around the dining table so uh, for that reason well i guess that change sean is different for you and i than it is for darren and mark because you're solely family um you know yeah whereas our firms do pretty much everything and we are departments within larger firms so i'm less comfortable about the senior partner position as opposed to my boss yeah me too definitely less but i think it would be senior partner but i'm i'm less comfortable only because i, I don't know them as well yeah and, people are yeah. going to be thinking about this now and like going through their phones and just deleting loads of messages <laughs> well i'm i'm in a whatsoever i'm in a group with you guys and i think like who would i rather show those messages to that you guys send and would it be my mother or my boss and yeah i mean some of the filth you guys come up with that's Mark as well. You know. It's all Mark. It's all about Mark. It's none of it is me. All of it is Sean Hilton. Poor Mark. The number of times I consider leaving that group because of the filth that crosses my screen. Yeah, Sean always comes across as definitely the most intelligent, the most sensible one in these podcasts. I always think that leaving these, but oh, the filthy puts in that group. That is true. <laughs> but look, you know that like I don't have time to make that kind of content up. I'm getting it from elsewhere and forwarding it on. I mean, that's that's all. I'm just a message. Uh, I think we've got an insight into your brain, my friend. Yeah, I think I think the reality is if Mark shows head of chambers the messages, he's probably already seen them. Given mm-hmm. given where most of the stuff that I get comes from, so you know, no more said. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I've got a, a similar. I guess it's kind of work based. Might be slightly different from Mark in the sense that would you rather wear nothing but a pair of speedos into court once just have to do it once but obviously everyone sees you including the judge the judge is mostin by the way or would you swear offensively at mostin and i'm talking finger pointing proper ura effing what's it or you wear just speedos into court and it's his court we should point out for our non-legal listeners that Mostyn is one of, if not the most senior family high court judge in the country. So have you got a, the, the swearing thing? Is that just once? Yeah, it's just a two or three words. So, speedos once or him. swearing once. Um, I think I'd probably go for speedos because I'd probably try and talk my way out of it, given that, you know, we're lawyers and that's what we do and say it was like a charity <laughs> thing or something. <laughs> Just trying, you know, it's a, it's, I'm raising money for Great Ormond Street Hospital. Like, good luck throwing me out of your call. Join me. <laughs> join me. Yeah, join me. Join me. <laughs> but, you know, with the whole swearing. Your Honour, join me. <laughs> I don't know how you could justify the swearing thing unless. Sean, we're learning stopped. so much about you on this pod. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I know. First I know. the filth, then the speedos. Carry on. I don't think you could, I don't think you could justify the swearing. Unless you came up with a faux kind of medical excuse, you know, I was on antibiotics and took a neurofen and it sent me loopy. So I think that the, um, I think the speedos would be easier to get away with. Although I still think it would be 
on Roll on Friday and Legal Cheek and all that jazz, and you'd probably end up with a lot of heat as a result. But <laughs> if you had to choose. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Sean. Gun to the head, you have to choose. I'd go Speedos. I'd go Speedos because you could talk your way out of it, as you said. And, you know, we discussed, did we not discuss wardrobe malfunctions in a previous pod? I mean, that would be, that would be the, the worst wardrobe malfunction. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would rather have done it pre-lockdown than post-lockdown, given the different size that I am now to what I was before. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you get really excited post-lockdown? <laughs> oh, I was not going for that, Dan. I was going more about the guts than the content of the uh, budgie smugglers. But, yeah. uh, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, waistline, oh, waistline. Just because you're so excited to see Mostyn, is that what you're getting at? It's logged down. You just seen what you saw right through that, didn't you? You just saw right through. <laughs> that. Oh, it's so good. Have any of you had cases before him? I've, I've done one. I've not been before Mostyn. I've had a couple. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a he's a force. He is a force. Yeah. Um, I would probably, if I have to answer my own question, would be I think the speedos. I'm not sure I go as far as Darren's. Join me, but uh, yeah, I think you just you just couldn't. Your career's over, isn't it? If you say a barrage of insults at the man, probably my career. My career's over. I've just invited him to join me in my speedos, and I've got larger <laughs> for being there. Um. <laughs> oh, amazing! Genius. Oh. What okay, about you, I've got a question. That one. Go on, Pardon? Mark. Oh, um, I would go. I'd go speedos. I'd probably say that probably said I was in the robing room and Sean Hilton stole all of my clothes. And yeah, is there security in the court building? Because this uh, needs to be dealt with. It's always me. That's <laughs> Sean Hilton. That's Sean Hilton's such a rogue. I'm not commenting any further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Go, Mark. Would you rather have the, this is another legal-ish question, would you rather have the reputation for being best family lawyer or among the best in your field but also be thought of as massively unpleasant or would you prefer to be thought of as distinctly mediocre but really very nice <laughs> i think i am the latter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know the answer before you pose the question there man. That's about to say. <laughs> that's what come I on am. man so know your audience <laughs> Mark's just cut right through to the bone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, you know you three heads. are really nice guys. Um, you you three question. are such nice guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I would definitely be mediocre and considered as a nice guy. The world is full of too many awful people. I'm not saying that any family lawyers um, particularly are. But I wouldn't want ever to think that someone thought I was an awful person. So just because, you know, it's something I'd rather be, if I was going to rank myself in terms of what I prioritise, I'd rather be a good person than an amazing one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that um, I'm sure people do not find that I'm the loveliest guy in the world all the time, uh, or indeed at all. But uh, yeah, I think I'd be the latter as well. Um, being the best is great, but if you haven't got anyone to share that with I guess or you know to people think that you're an absolute I was gonna say a rude word then but you know it, <laughs> it's it's not not the option I would choose I what it's worth guys be... you're all great and you're also very nice so there this means go. nothing now does it guys well, <laughs> yeah, <it's> empty. <laughs> absolutely not Just empty hollow. words it's gonna be hollow a three-man words. pod after this you're, you're all really good at law 
Your words are as empty as that glass of gin. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's necked already, by the way, listeners. <laughs> uh, Darren, what do you think? I'm guessing you're going to sort of agree with us. But... I'm going to agree completely, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all kind of agreeing here. We need someone to be a bit controversial. Be like, no, screw you all. I want to rule the world for family. Well, that's Mark. Um, Mark's not answered yet, has he? That's definitely not me. But I do, I I have definitely encountered people who I think would would think twice about that question. And I think that fortunately they're a minority, particularly in the family law world, I think, where it's inherently more personable and people focused. People tend to be, you know, more conscientious about being nice etc but I've, I've encountered lawyers who i think would quietly prefer option one or just not think, or just not care about what people think and therefore go yeah, for success yeah yeah i think with us as well we we get a lot of our work referred by other solicitors right or by barristers or whatever so we are in a way reliant upon our relationships with other professionals in our field to be successful and to bring work in whereas if you were a corporate lawyer or whatever and you couldn't it doesn't matter who's on the other side. It doesn't matter whether you, they think you're nice or not. You're never going to get work referred by them necessarily. It's a bit more dog eat dog, hey. Whereas we, you know, I, I know as Dan mentioned, I sort of work in a full service law firm, and I know that lots of other teams in my firm find it very odd that we go to networking events with other family lawyers. It's like, well, why would you go and sort of network where there are other people who do what you do because you're effectively inviting competition. And I always say, well, actually, it's because a lot of our work gets referred by other solicitors mm. who are family lawyers. And so those relationships are important. Whereas if you're a private client lawyer, per se, you might have the odd conflict where you need to refer work out. But most of the time, you're networking with, you know, IFAs and property developers, whatever. You're, you're not dealing with other private client lawyers uh, in the same way. So I think that's why for us, how we're seen by our peers can be quite important. And I think maybe Mark, and you know, you probably have much better insight on this. You obviously stand up in front of judges on a daily basis. Surely your rapport with a judge and therefore by proxy often with the other side can be quite important because if you're horrid, there's a, a limit to which that can be justified by, well, it's the case I had to run on the day. But if you're back in front of that same judge next week and they had a negative experience of you the week before, that's bound to play on the mind, right? Whereas if you can be the person who's civil to the clerk, um, shows that they're trying to be sort of, you know, deal with things in a pragmatic and sensible way, there's just that general psychology of, oh, well, I quite like this person and therefore I'm going to listen a bit more to what they have to say. I think that must be right. I mean, it's part of the, you know, everyone we're dealing with, whether it is the clerk of the court or whether it is the judge or your opponent, we're all human beings and we all respond to each other's behaviour as well as our advocacy or presentation of a case etc so i completely agree with all of that it does have an impact on a human level people become even say in negotiation with the other side people become more receptive to you if you treat them with respect and i mean in my experience if an opponent in court say is particularly aggressive and there's no obvious reason for that aggression often it tends to indicate a lack of confidence in their position and the person may be trying to amplify or feign confidence. But yeah, I, I, enti- I entirely agree with what you said. Good. And I think it starts from the bottom up as well. I mean, I always remember my dad, shout out to 
you know, Papa Hilton, bit of a ledge. Um, <laughs> he always said to me, it was when I was going for training contract interviews, he said to me, make sure that you talk to the receptionists. Make sure that when you go in there and say, hi, I'm here for my interview, even though you're going to be bricking it, you make sure that you make eye contact, you're polite, you're pleasant, and you talk to the, the, the receptionists. And then at a firm I've been at previously, I know that the partners who were doing the training contract interviews had then spoken to the reception, the girls on reception after the interviews and said, what did you think of them? And it, you know, it's cliche, but it's like, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Suits. You know, the, one, of the very, uh, one of the very first episodes, the one where Mike gets the job when he's you know, running away from the uh, feds who are trying to catch him with the drugs or whatever. Yeah. And Donna, Donna the, rece- the sort of secretary, sat bringing people into the interviews. And she, as soon as the candidate stands up and the partner, Harvey, comes out of his room, she effectively gives a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. And she was the one effectively making the decision about whether or not they should get hired. And there's a lot in that in terms of law and practice, but life as well. You know, if, you're, if you don't, you should never sort of trample on people or disregard people because you think they're less significant because actually they can be the people who can make or break the situation for you. Yeah. It's also, it's just nice to be nice. And I think people respond to that and they reflect the behavior that you give off also i think one of the things that becomes clearer the more years you have under your belt in practice the legal profession is really small and the more time you spend practicing it becomes smaller and smaller and if you you know it's, it's a very high risk strategy treating people badly because you get a reputation quite quickly and it's i can't imagine that that would ever be worth it i i, I completely agree with that mark i, I value the opinions of you know, our peers and the, you know, the people we would meet at events and, you know, the, the same sort of circle. And it's not even a, a close circle of family law. As I say, we're quite a sociable bunch. So you go to all these big events, but as soon as one name gets mentioned, that's, you know, not talked about positively, that name sticks with you and you never want that to be used. You don't want I mean, that, that is to... how I heard about you, Dan, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone's heard about me. But now I'm on a famous podcast, so I don't care. <laughs> this is his PR campaign to like try and rub shoulders with us that are very nice. <laughs> yeah, Dan's is actually this... paying us to try and improve his image. <laughs> <laughs> this is you three going, we're going to need to get one guy that people just don't like to show that we're all inclusive. <laughs> The trouble is you're bringing us down. We're not bringing you up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry about this. Well, look, I'm conscious, guys, that we're, uh, we're running out of time because the NHS clap is coming. But does anyone have another would you rather? I've not yeah, been yet. So I, yes, me. I've, I've not been yet. And I did have one that it's been taken away from me. I was going to ask, would you rather be the smartest person in the office or the most popular person in the office? But I think that's very close to what we've just done. So I will try and think of one off the cuff. And I'm going to say, would you rather send an embarrassing email to your entire company or an intimate email intended for your partner to your boss? Oh, I reckon oh. I've nearly done that, you know. I've never so done many, it. So it's not never have I ever. It's would you rather. When you're going to send a, a message or, you know, not necessarily an email, but a message to your, to your partner and it's your boss you send it to or it's, it's your friend or it's someone else, that, that's embarrassing. I think it, it depends on the content of the first email. How embarrassing is it? Because if you yeah. just send something that's a bit dopey, then you can laugh it off and people have forgotten about it within a day. But Dan, um, you're sending it to your whole firm. To your whole firm, yeah. So to everybody that's embarrassing or something quite intimate, not intended for your boss, to your boss. 
I think I'd rather send the intimate one because you can just be like, I'm really sorry, please just delete yeah. that. Um, you're going to get the whole, well, we shouldn't be using your work account for that kind of message. <laughs> um, but at least it's only one person that you've got to deal with. If it's the whole firm, then, I mean, I know that, you know, we, they, they, those things happen, right? And you just press the link. Oh, you don't really think about it, do you? When someone accidentally replies all to a firm-wide email or something saying, oh, yes, please, I'd like some of the extra tea bags, you know. <laughs> and so you just, you just press delete. You just don't think about it. I'm sure if it was something embarrassing, you'd read it a bit more. But I think I'd rather just have to deal with the boss than deal with the whole firm. Yeah. Although the, I, I don't the know embarrassing my, message. Um, my firm are, and I'm not going to name any names, relatively bad for, you know, all staff emails and then people replacing reply all. So you end up having eight of the bloody things when you just needed one <laughs> because people are replying for whatever it is. And it could be important or not. But I don't know. I, I think that I guess as you guys do and probably would assume my firm know me fairly well. So if it was just slightly embarrassing, I'm not sure I'd be too embarrassed by it and it would depend how intimate the message was there is a lot of variables in the question I there is a bit isn't there yeah can i do can i do one more with a gut reaction answer no discussion just uh go for it would you rather have to fight a hundred pigeon sized zebras or one zebra sized pigeon would you rather have to fight a hundred pigeon sized zebras or one zebra sized pigeon so a hundred tiny zebras for one massive pigeon. For those listening, we have no intention of hurting any animals, regardless of what size they may be. Aside from pigeons, which I have oh, a very from... strong feeling about. No, yeah, no animals were harmed in the making of this pod, except for the whale that was used to produce the Factor 50 sun cream for Dan's head. Yeah. And, and or any pigeon that I will fight, because pigeons are pointless, and I'm uh, a bit scared of them. I don't like birds. I think this is a phobia I've got off my mum who can't stand them. She's got an actual phobia. I don't, I'm not particularly, I don't think it's a phobia, but I, I think it's got to be the one zebra-sized pigeon. It's just the practicality okay. of the thing. It's just fighting one thing apart yeah, from lots of Yeah, and I think them. I could take on a pigeon the size of a zebra, whereas a zeb- hundred little zebras, that would, that would freak me out. <laughs> and I think I'm not sure I'm, I'm, not sure I'm capable I've got no nothing against zebras. What I like zebras. But they'd be very small and cute. Why on earth, why on earth would you want to? <laughs> I know. Well, they, you're fighting them, so they must be attacking you. So I'm not sure how cute they'd be. Well, what can they do, though? They just kick you. They just stand behind so zebra, you, face them back to you, and teeth. kick you. They could bite you. I said they could gut, you. gut reaction. Gut reaction answer. I hadn't yeah, Sean, where are you going with this? Gut reaction. I'm going to go with the. Uh, <laughs> That's sort of funny. I'm going to go the 100 That's small zebra. The 100 small zebras. No, I'm going to go with the, the massive pigeon. Yeah, me too. Darren, that, that's insane. No, because the massive pigeon could pick you up and fly you away and then just, mm. I don't know, I'm not happy no, about that. Not a like chance. a pterodactyl style. A pterodactyl size. Yeah, but you could, you could whap a saddle on the back of it, fly away, be great. No, it's, because it you're fighting it, Mark. Like you're not fighting it. You're not taking it out for a date. You're fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Is that what you do on dates, Mark? That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fly? Yes or no? I would have um, gone a date. Yeah. Can you fly? Because this isn't going to last very long. <laughs> Fancy going on a date? I'll pick you up in my uh, flying seat. <laughs> last orders at the bar, please.
Well, look, we've come to an end because we do have to go and do the last NHS clap, except Mark, who lives in Chambers and can't do it. <laughs> so, Darren, it's your turn to name the pod this week. It is, yeah. There was two things that caught my attention particularly this week. Firstly, going back right to the beginning of the pod, Dan, can you repeat the uh, Dominic Cummings golf meme that you I can, yeah. The, um, so if you, if you do a Dominic Cummings, it's a really long drive that goes very out of bounds, but there is no penalty. And that's sort of the Dominic Cummings. <laughs> that's a very long title for a podcast. It's a very long title. I was trying to pick a snippet in that, but anyway, I was going down that route until this final segment, and I'm going to go with Mark's date with a pigeon. <laughs> like it. Like it. <laughs> have you got anything to say Perfect. about it? I don't have anything to say in reply to that. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, boys, always well, a pleasure. Go. That's episode six. Just uh, we're hoping that we may have a guest for episode seven. Yeah, That's good. Indeed. Indeed. TBC, but yeah, we might have another guest on because as Sean. Bit of uh, much needed balance to the equation, hey? We're hoping. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess thank you as always, guys. Wonderful. Shall I let our wonderful listeners know how they can get in touch if they want yes. to? Yes. And at this point, none of you are going to make me laugh like last week. I'm going to look away from the camera. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch or follow us, you can check us out on our Twitter handle at WPPod, as well as subscribing via your podcast provider. So iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and all that jazz. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, we also have an email address at withoutprejudicepodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Perfect. Look yeah, at that. Well. He's a pro. He's got it down. Well, lads, been an absolute pleasure as always. I'm off Wonderful to tend guys. to my racing pigeons before the uh, NHS. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right. I'll, I'll see you all soon. Enjoy see the you last guys. I will see you soon, guys. That's time.